the Science Inside podcast. This is the Science Inside with DJ Keys and Elna. Welcome back to the Science Inside. Remember that you can find us on Facebook as the Science Inside and you can tweet us at VowFM, hashtag Science Inside. Today, we are talking about sustainability of natural resources. When we talk about creating sustainable resources, one of the first, the most fundamental ones of being a human being on this earth is, of course, food. And I like how the, um, the Commissioner Sarah Agba at the African Union explained it to me. In Africa, we say a hungry man is an angry man. That when the stomach is at ease, the city is at ease. When the stomach is not at ease, the city cannot be at ease because people must protest. I have to say, Elna, I actually agree with that. It's actually true. If somebody is really hungry, uh, I also think it affects really everything else in their lives and their ability to also live well, you know? Definitely. It affects your health, your ability to work and think and learn and make a life for yourself. Mm. And it's closely tied to other resources like water. It's obviously tied to poverty. Yeah, especially in Africa, it actually seems, eh? It's... Our continent does have that reputation in a sense of its long problems with food security and chronic hunger. And I spoke to Professor Indershaw Wardafer, who is a senior professor and researcher at Addis Ababa University. Here's him explaining some of the reasons why Africa has these problems. The reason why it is serious a problem in Africa, except some countries... The African science and the technology landscape is very poor. The competence is not there. The human resource uh, empowerment to improve crops for productivity is not as it should be. Not only the human resource, the infrastructure for doing research. Uh, And when it comes also to policy, the African countries have got good policies. But it is not a matter of getting or having good policies. The policies have to be implemented. To implement the policy, you need human resource and infrastructure and a vision in order really to intertwine whatever policy engagement should be implemented in terms of the productivity problem. So there are problems, but here is the good news. Even though there are serious problems that have been long standing, mm-hmm. there has been some improvement, in fact, more improvement than you might think. Here's Professor Joachim van Braun, who is the director of the Center for Development Research at Bonn University in Germany and Professor for Economic and Technological Change. This is where he says Africa currently stands. Well, if you look at the actual situation, progress is very significant. I can refer to a recent study in which I was involved. The study is called Nourished, uh, how to achieve a sustainably and improved nutrition in Africa. We reviewed a number of countries and the overall African situation. Many very significant countries have improved the nutrition situation and food security situation by 40 to 50 percent in the last 15 years. So from 2000 to 2016, significant progress. I'm afraid uh, many who see no progress are a bit outdated. Uh, The 1990s didn't look good, but since then things have improved. 
things have indeed improved and I think that actually sounds really good. Mm. It's a good reminder that just because you think things are bad, you really have to look at the newest studies mm. and see maybe improvements have been made. Yeah. So yes, but at the same time, just because it's improved doesn't mean that it's great. And there are, yes, there are many more progress hotspots than negative ones, but the negative ones are still there and they're still in a really dire situation. Here's Joachim again. There are tremendous challenges and very unfortunate changes in the negative direction, negative hotspots. We think, of course, of uh, Somalia, South Sudan, the situation in the northeast of Nigeria and in the Central African Republic, or Burundi. Uh, that's roughly the list where currently nutrition is declining, where hunger is uh, increasing uh, due to uh, very serious governance and um, war situations. So, you know, for the countries that actually improved, I wonder how, how they did this. How did they actually improve? That's a great question. And the study that Joachim was involved in found that the two things that really make a difference are government commitment, so governments really wanting to change things, mm-hmm. and cooperation between the key players. So departments like agriculture, health and finance maybe don't sit around a table naturally, but when they're made to sit around a table together, figure out their problems, those problems really do get addressed. So the recipe for success in these countries have have been that the governments have engaged on this issue and that different players cooperate. And that actually makes sense, you know, when I think about it, because it kind of paves the way for better structures for producing enough healthy food. Yeah, and it's important that you mention healthy because food security isn't just that. It's not just having enough food regardless of what it is, even if it's just chocolate. Mm. But what quality is that food? Otherwise, you may always be full, but chronically malnourished. For a long time, uh, the focus in Africa was uh, to address uh, the food problem by producing more at the farm. And that still remains very important, an agriculture productivity agenda, a green revolution agenda. But there's more to a healthy diet and good nutrition. It relates to safe water. It relates to a diet which includes uh, uh, foods rich in so-called micronutrients, the vitamins, the iron, and so on. This is a more recent development uh, that's been given attention to. And part of it has to do with promoting a diversity of crops. So I don't know about you, Keys, but if you think about what you eat in a general day, you've probably eaten maize, rice and wheat in the last week. So maybe your morning cereal, your sandwich at, at lunch, your pasta at dinner. That's all probably wheat or, yeah. or rice. Yeah, that's actually not that diverse, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a very similar plant um, diversity that we're eating. Mm. We might be eating it in a lot of different ways, but it's still just wheat or still yeah. just maize. And that's where the problem or rather the underutilization of certain crops comes in. Here's Indusho again. There are what we call underutilized crops. Now, the world has got about 7,000 
plant species that are utilized and used. Out of those 7,000, 2,000 species actually are present in Africa. These are indigenous, underutilized, wild plants that are gathered. But these crops are resilient to different droughts, to different environmental stresses. So during farming conditions, people go to these crops. And these crops, when they are domesticated, they are not only food based for Africans, they are food based for the entire world. So we, we dwell on, on 20 crops globally. And out of 20 crops, only three crops are mainly used, including maize. Maize with. And the pathogens and the pest, the climate change that, that is taking place, actually the resilience of these crops is uh, very, very questionable. They are very vulnerable. And therefore, the, 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 the global uh, condition must attract the underutilized crops that exist not only in Africa, but in other parts of the world. Using these underutilized crops means increasing the variety of things we can grow and eat and, of course, the nutritional value. But it also contributes to a different problem, that of food safety. Here's Joachim again about how food safety is a growing risk to what we're eating. Uh, given that we have climate change, uh, seasons are shifting, there are droughts and floods in Africa, um, the management of food becomes so much more difficult. So when there is, for instance, a flood and uh, lots of humidity, microtoxins in the major crops are increasing. Uh, so these are fungus infections, which are very carcinogenic. So food safety needs to have a lot more attention in addition to nutrition security and food security. So there's basically concerns about food safety itself, the level of nourishment, and I guess in general, the level of production as well. Mm, And part of that is where does our food come from? And I don't know if you knew this, but the majority of food we're eating as a planet is coming from North and South America the majority of it for the entire world. And that's fine as long as we have peace and relatively free trade. But in the long run, Joachim was saying to me, Africa would be so much better off if it produced more of its own food and relied less on imports. But really, Joachim was most worried about the future in terms of climate change. Climate change, meaning heat stress, uh, droughts and flooding, will reduce the world food production by about 23% by 2050. That's not so far away from now. The world population is still increasing. So we have to do something about climate change quickly. Reduce the carbon pollution. We need to address the um, uh, land and water degradation and enhance productivity to adjust. He said to me that although Africa didn't significantly contribute to climate change, the continent is suffering. It's one of the worst suffering ones, and it will be hit by the changes in the climate especially. And that affects our food as much, if not far more than better technology, safety and diversity of what we eat. If we don't have a climate that you can grow anything in, then, you know, all of that other stuff just becomes a lot more complicated and 
unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, we've all realized what was going down in the Western Cape with their drought. It was affecting a lot of uh, farmers that side. So we, we, we had an idea of what such problems could cause, actually, in terms of us creating and producing our own food. But I find it so interesting that food security has so many different sides of it. It's not just make more to feed everyone. It's a very complex issue. Yeah. We will get back into more talk around sustainability of other resources later in the show. But first, let's get into unscience.